You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 131. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. Yes, I have to come clean and admit it because today's topic is how to get overwhelmed to eat your dust. And if I don't admit to my own overwhelm, then what's the point, right? So yes, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Here's the deal. I just got back from an amazing trip to New York and I was there for business and for pleasure. So I did a business workshop with Melanie Duncan for a day and a half where we met with 10 entrepreneurs who had webinars that they wanted to take to the next level. So we talked all about webinar strategy for a full day and a half. It was tons of fun. I had never done something like that before. We don't have a plan to do it again. So it was just this one-off experience that we wanted to try. And it was amazing. I loved it. So a shout out to all the ladies that were there. Thank you for being there. It was a lot of fun. And for those that applied for it and they weren't chosen this first time around, if we do it again, I'll definitely reach out to you. So we did that for about a day and a half. And then I spent some time connecting with some of my friends, had an amazing time. And then I came back to California to what feels like a million tasks to take on. Ugh, I bet you can relate. Traveling is fantastic, but it always sets me back just a bit, no matter what I do. But even if I wasn't traveling, there are just times in my business where I feel like I've gotten behind. And like a launch will creep up on me and I'll all of a sudden feel like, oh my gosh, I am just not getting things organized. And that word just keeps popping up. I feel completely overwhelmed. Now, I actually know that you can relate because I see it in my Facebook groups all the time. I see posts that say, I'm making progress, but I'm getting overwhelmed. Or I'm still in the overwhelmed stage, but I'm trying to work out of it. Or I see, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't even know where to start. This comes up again and again and again. So I thought, it's time for an episode to really tackle this issue. And because I know you can feel what I feel in this moment right now, I know you've been there before, I wanted to talk about what helps me, what pulls me out of it, because I'm there right now. And I really, truly do know what to do, and I know how to identify when I'm at that really critical point that it could go really bad, or I could flip the switch and it could start going really good in the right direction. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to really rely on my virtual sounding boards, my favorite mentors and my favorite business resources to shape this episode. Specifically, I'm getting into the triple S three solutions for overwhelm. So I want you to try one of these on for size. You don't have to do all of them, but you can. Or if you just want to try one of them and just see if it really could help you ease some of that stress, I want you to do so right away. So make a commitment to choose one of these in my triple S and apply it right away. So let's get to it. Solution for overwhelm number one, systematize your stress. 
Now, I have a quick story for you. I don't think I've ever shared this before, but the process to get hired in a creative position at Tony Robbins was grueling. I was in so many interviews, I lost count, and they were really long interviews. And I remember one question specifically that really stood out to me because I now use that exact same question they asked me when I interview people for my own team. And that question was, where do you go under stress? Where do you go under stress? Now, later I learned that they didn't ask that question just because they knew I would be juggling a million things on the road with Tony, like stage signs and last minute changes to his keynotes and reminders for him on stage and last minute changes to his syntax. All of that was going to happen. But more importantly, they wanted to know how I internally handled stress. Where did my head go? What action did I take first? They were looking for the kind of system I had, or maybe the lack of system I had, to handle stress. Now, to share personally, there's a lot of personal stories in this episode for you. For me, admittedly, my head first goes into a tailspin. So back then, I'm not even sure how I answered the question, but let me tell you how I would answer the question today. My head goes into a tailspin for sure. And the first thing I think about is every single thing I need to do. Now, when I do that, I know I'm in the overwhelm because my head is flooded with a million things. So because I can identify that really quickly, I can then instantly snap back to ground myself. So when all of these tasks start floating in my head and just like flooding my mind, I say, okay, it's time to ground myself. Now, the first thing I do is I brain dump. Now I'm a pen and pencil kind of girl. So I grab my notebook and I literally write down every single thing I think I have to do. Now that list, it takes me like three minutes to do it, but it's a huge mismosh of tons of things. So it might be personal stuff like go to the cleaners and take Gus to the vet. And then other things like work on my webinar slide deck for the webinar coming up in five days. So it's just a bunch of different things. There's no rhyme or reason. Once I do this brain dump, Then I go ahead and go through it and start circling the priorities. And really, I chunk things up. So I might have things that are urgent or the things that are just really important or things that can wait till later or the things I can leverage or the things that don't light me up, don't really need to get done, and I want to take it off my list completely. So I start to kind of chunk things into different categories because that's just how my mind works. So once I have the whole list of the brain dump, now I'm chunking things, crossing things out, moving things around. And then what I do is I get on the phone with someone on my team, usually my VA or my project manager, and I talk about what I can leverage. And I talk about what they're working on because usually when you have a good team, they're working on the things that you're worried about that you think you need to do. And I realized after a couple years of really working on my team and finding the right people in the right spots, oftentimes the things I think I need to do are already getting done. It just happened to me the other day. And you got to love when that happens, right? So I talk to my team, I leverage, I figure out what they're working on. I make sure that everything's covered. And then I organize my calendar. And what I do is I start to create some white space. 
Now, this is where Tiger Time comes in. If you haven't heard my episode on Tiger Time, it's my most popular episode I've ever done, and I highly recommend it. I'll link to it in the show notes. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 131, you can get a link to Tiger Time, and it just helps you organize your time to actually work on your content creation. So what I do is I start to organize my calendar make sure I have a lot of white space to work on my tiger time to get things done. And then I figure out what I need to say no to. So I'm really quick to be a yes girl. You want me to speak at your event? Yes. You want me to be a part of your summit? Yes. At least that's how I used to be. Now I know that every time I say yes, I'm going to feel it somewhere else in my business. And I have to decide, is that really worth the stress? So I typically say no more often than I say yes now, but it's taken me a few years to get there. So I definitely look at the things that I need to stop doing in order to get to the things that are either urgent or more importantly, are really important. So that's basically my process. That's how I systematize my stress. It takes me about 20 to 30 minutes. And again, you need to be able to identify, oh, wait. This is overwhelm. This is what it looks like for me. Okay, what am I going to do? What's my system? And I just get to work. Brain dump, crossing things out, chunking things, getting on the phone with my team, reorganizing my calendar, saying no to some things. I'm off to the races. So that's how I systematize my stress. So my question for you is, how do you systematize your stress? How do you handle stress? Where does your head go? What actions do you take first? And do your actions actually serve you. You might need to take just 10 minutes to rework your plan to systematize your stress. I want you to write down how you identify a tailspin and then the quick steps you're going to take to get you moving forward. So for me, I didn't know I did that until I did this exercise. Now that I know my system, I can go to it like, boom, I'm there. But before you identify it and write it down, it takes 10 minutes You might not know it, so that tailspin can last longer and longer and longer. So that's one of the solutions I use for overwhelm. Let's move on to solution for overwhelm number two. The second solution is simplify your business. Oh, I love this one. This one is something that just comes naturally to me. And you're probably going to find one of these that comes naturally to you. And one of them you probably need to work on. This is the one that I feel is the easiest for me, but it's also where I can offer value to my students. And so I really take advantage of that. A lot of times overwhelm comes because we think we have to do a million different things to make our business successful. I'm just talking in a business sense right now. In my favorite business book, Rework, The authors come right out and say, you need less than you think. I want to repeat that. You need less than you think. And then they go on to ask some questions. Now, these are the questions they ask, but wait for it because I kind of rework them for us in our businesses. But they asked, do you really need 10 people or will two or three people do for now? So that's to support your team. Do you really need a big office or can you share office space or work from home for a while? Do you really need a full-time support person or can you handle with less right now? I know people who have gone off and they've rented office space and they did it at a time that 
the cost of that office space was going to be heavy on their mind each month when they had to pay it. So those extras aren't necessary right now if you're still building your business. Now, for you, I kind of reworked these questions. Maybe not all will apply, but see if any of them do. Remember, the point here is you need less than you think. So number one, do you really need that webinar landing page with all those bells and whistles, or would a simple landing page really serve you? And like I talked about in episode 130, a simple landing page tends to convert a whole lot better. So do you really need all the bells and whistles? I have this motto that I use with all my students, and I always say, keep it simple, get fancy later. And that motto really applies to this right now. Keep it simple, get fancy later. So here's another one. Do you really need a fancy designed header for your weekly newsletter, or can you just send out the newsletter via email in a really simple format? Just a little bolding, a little underline, but you don't necessarily need a really beautifully designed header for that newsletter. I promise it doesn't make a difference. Here's another one. Do you really need the fancy and expensive new photos for your Facebook ads, or could you find some really cool, cheap stock photos? I just recently found the site. Actually, Melanie Duncan told me about it. It's a stock photo site. It's probably geared toward the ladies more than the gentlemen listening today. But stock photo has really come a long way from those photos of the people in their suits with their hands in the air like, yes, like that stock photo (laughs) is of the past. And it's incredible what people are doing right now with really inexpensive stock photo. You don't need fancy images to make your Facebook ads work. I'll link in the show notes again. 131. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 131, a really cool stock photo site I recently found. I can't think of the name of it right now, but maybe I'll find a few others that I think are really top notch. Okay. Here's another one. Do you really need to be spending time on your website redesign? Ugh, this is a big one. Or should you put that on hold right now and focus on getting your course done or your webinar up and running? This is a big one because You all have seen my website. There is nothing fancy about it. And it's looked the same for years. And I've built a multi-million dollar business anyway. I do not believe that you need an extra fancy website. And so many of my students that are just starting out in business, I'll ask them where they're focusing and they'll say, well, I'm redoing my website. I mean, I hear it all the time. And I always think, oh gosh, if you would just redirect your focus and stop doing that, and work on the projects that are really going to bring in some revenue quickly, it's a game changer. So in the book, the authors say, great companies start in garages all the time. We know one, right? Apple. Yours can too. So you don't have to get fancy right now. And really, truly, all of us need less than we think to get our business up and running. Now, I don't want you to get caught up in what you don't need right now. I would rather you get your webinar marketed or your course created and start selling. The thing is, making money brings confidence. And after talking with so many of my students, a little shot of confidence will go a long way. A little shot of confidence sometimes means the difference than giving up and going back to the J-O-B 
and instead saying, no, I've actually seen some sales come in. I think I can make this work. I'm going to keep moving forward. But if you don't focus on the stuff that makes you money right now, you will never have that shot of confidence. And so when the going gets tough, you might want to go back to what you know so well, which is for many of us, a corporate job. So get focused on the things that matter. And remember, you need less than you think. And that's the beauty of online marketing because we really truly don't have to have a lot of stuff. We don't have to spend a whole lot of money to make our businesses work. Keep it simple, get fancy later. So to wrap that up, the solution for overwhelm here is to simplify your business. Okay, moving on to number three, the solution for overwhelm, this one's a good one, is to squash the fear. So this is our third S, squash the fear. On an unbelievable podcast, I have so many links for you today. I'll put the link of this podcast episode in the show notes. Seth Godin talks to Tim Ferriss about entrepreneurial block. He says, you get blocked not because you're not passionate about what you're doing, but because you are afraid. Now, Seth says to conquer this, you need to do three things. Number one, be clear of what you are afraid of. Number two, know why you are afraid. And number three, commit to dancing with that fear because it will never go away. I love this so much because it's simple and oh, so true. Now, I want to give you a quick story about my own experience with fear and what it looked like, how it showed up, and truly how I've been dancing with it. This is a really relevant, happening right now kind of fear. So many of you know, I'm not a huge fan of being on video. I just don't love it. I really don't. So I asked myself these questions when I was dealing with this fear of video. And at first I didn't even recognize it as being afraid, but really, truly, I have been afraid of doing video. So I'm going to get really personal here and walk myself through these three things. And then you start to see how fear is showing up for you using these three questions as well. So number one, be clear of what you are afraid of. This is what Seth says to do. Be clear of what you are afraid of. So for me, I don't want to look silly and I'm afraid I'm not going to sound polished enough on video. I'm afraid of not looking good on video. And I know these are my own demons, but this is the truth. I'm afraid of how I'm going to present myself and that people will judge me and people will say bad things about me. And I'm a sensitive kind of girl. So I'm afraid of all of that. Now, the second one was know why you are afraid. I thought that was an interesting take. Know why you are afraid. So for me, I am way too hard on myself and I'm way too critical about how I sound or how I come across or how I look. I'm very aware of this, but I thought it was interesting. So I had to get clear of what I was afraid of. I was afraid of looking stupid or silly or not polished on video, but why was I afraid of that? Well, I'm really critical of everything I do. Growing up, even though my dad was extremely hard on me, he didn't need to be because I was going to be a million times harder on myself. I always have been that way. And so because of that, know why you're afraid. I'm afraid because I'm incredibly critical of myself. Now, I feel weird telling you guys all this. This is so personal, but it's the truth. So let's just say it, right? 
Now, this one's important to understand, kind of to see my transformation, and hopefully it will inspire you as well. So the third thing Seth says is commit to dancing with fear because it will never go away. And this is so true. So I have been doing a lot of video and I've adopted this way of thinking, dance with it. It's not going to go away kind of thinking wholeheartedly. I now do live video in two of my private Facebook groups almost every single week. So I'm showing up live. I'm direct to camera. I'm there with them. And I actually really love it to tell you the truth. I also do live video on my Facebook page pretty regularly. So that's like to the mass market. So I'm doing more Facebook live, which is video of its most epic proportion because it's live, which makes me even more nervous because then there's a million reasons how I can mess up and everyone sees. So I'm doing that. But I also, this one is what I wanted to share with you most. I just recorded a series of videos for Facebook ads. Right now we are promoting a webinar I'm doing. I'll tell you about that in a minute. And my team had this great idea to really dive in to Facebook ad videos. We've done them a little bit in the past, but never a really big play. And so because we're launching right now, they put together this whole plan. And I got to love my team for it. I have a Facebook ads guy, Jonathan, that's running things. Chloe is my project manager. She's working on this. Devin, my partner, they've all been in this together to put together this Facebook ads campaign to invite people to my webinar and to sell my program. So they come to me and they say, Amy, we know you don't love this, but we have a plan for Facebook video. We all know that video is where it's at on Facebook. There's no denying it. And we really do think that you will get more quality signups for your webinar if you get on video and do this. And they have like five videos they want me to do. And my heart started beating fast. I think I started sweating. Chloe's the one who came to me with this because she's, you know, the most sensitive of the group. So she knows how to approach me with this long list of videos. And I know I have to do it. One, I teach Facebook ads in my programs. So I know I need to be the guinea pig. And then I can share with all of you what worked and what didn't work. I also know that video is where it's at. So no matter how scared I am, I am dancing with this damn video. <laughs> I'm doing it. So I have been making videos. And let me tell you a quick little story on top of that that made the dancing with the fear work for me. So I made a few videos inviting people to the webinar. And it's just me standing in front of the camera. Hi, Amy Porterfield here. I wanted to tell you about my webinar, blah, blah, blah. It's in my office. I do not love them, but I did them. But then I thought, I don't love those videos. They feel really static and just like so professional. And I just don't love them. So that night, Hobie, my husband and I were going on a date night to see a movie. And we were in the car and I was feeling excited and just relaxed because I finally got a date night with Hobie. We hadn't seen each other for a few days and I was just feeling good. And I had this idea pop into my head. Why not make a quick video in the car with Hobie inviting people to my webinar where I'm more relaxed and anything I do with Hobie just makes me happy. So I said, would you mind, babe? We were like 20 minutes early to the movie and he is an incredible husband. He's like, of course. So we parked the car. I turn the camera on me and I say something like, hey guys, I'm off to a date night with Hobie. And then I pan on to Hobie and I'm like, smile. The poor guy had, we did it like three times because I messed up the first two times. So he smiles. And then I put the camera back on me and I just say, I just want to let you guys know real fast, I have a webinar coming up and here's what it's about. I'd love to see you there. Here's what you'll learn. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
The lighting wasn't perfect. The camera was a little bit shaky, but it was super real. It was true. We were off to a date night. I was feeling happy. And that came across in the video. And of course, guess which video is converting the best. I sent them like three or four options, but the off the cuff really quick. Let me share something with you guys. This is real life. Here's a picture of Hobie kind of fun. That one converted the best for me might not be for your audience, but for me, it worked. So my lesson here that I learned is that I danced with the fear, but then I put my own twist to it. And I thought, well, if I'm doing this, I should have a little fun with it. And when I added that fun factor, it actually produced some really good results. So I just wanted to share that with you because if you are scared of doing video, or if you're just scared of something out there, where could you put your own little twist to it so that it feels more comfortable for you, but you're still getting the result that you need to get? We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So I hope that story inspires some of you. So anyway, that's my story. And hopefully maybe you'll see that date night video on Facebook. It's airing right now. And again, doing really well. So maybe you want to do some kind of 
fun off the cuff kind of video for your next Facebook ad and see how it goes as well. So the next time you feel overwhelmed, let's make this about you now. I want you to ask yourself three things. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid? And how can you dance with the fear? Because it's never, ever going away. I thought that was the most important part. Let's stop pretending that it's going to go away and we're going to power through. It's not. So let's dance with it. And my solution for that is to have a little fun with it. How can you inject a little fun in what you're doing? So I wanted to leave you with one last thought, and that is this feeling of overwhelm and stress that you are feeling maybe right now is temporary. When things feel really out of control, I use at least one of these solutions, if not more. So now you have three solutions to try on for size. A quick review, systematize your stress, simplify your business, squash your fear the triple S, systematize, simplify, and squash. But there's one more thing I wanted to add to the triple S, and that is that when things feel really crazy for me, I ask myself, what would this all look like if I let it be easy? Sometimes I overcomplicate things in my mind. And if I say to myself, all right, Amy, what would it look like if you let it be easy? And right away, Some of the stress that I'm feeling, the stress that's really at the surface, like my heart beating a little faster, my mind racing, kind of starts to melt away because there's always a way to let it be easy. So let's at least try that on for size just to calm you down just a bit. And then you can dive into any of these triple S's that you feel will serve you best. Let it be easy. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I wanted to share with you some of my strategies because I definitely know how it feels to be overtaken by overwhelm. It's not fun, but if we're building businesses online, there is no doubt in my mind it's going to happen. So forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up for feeling that way. Just get in to a solution and hopefully some of these solutions will help you immensely. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.